0: Alison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Launch Podcast with Allison Little. Today's episode is called Own Your Mindset with Shanna Yonke. Shanna Yonke is a shareholder and trust and estate planning attorney at Ruderware, a law firm in her hometown of Wausau, Wisconsin, where she works with individuals and families to create a plan for their future and outline how to pass down their legacy. She is a passionate leader in her workplace and her community and she has received numerous awards in recognition of her professional excellence and community service. All around, Shanna Yonke is an amazing, powerful woman leader, and I am thrilled that she has made the time to be on the launch podcast today. So thank you so much, Shanna, for being on the podcast today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you, Allison. This brings me so much
1: joy to be here today and have this conversation with you.
0: Awesome. Wonderful. Well, Shanna, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so um, as you briefly introduced,
1: I am an attorney at Ruder Ware. Um, It was not the plan, in the plans to be an attorney. Um, I actually thought I was going to be a chemist or a pharmacist when I left Wasa West High School um, and went to the University of Minnesota. But what I realized when I was there is that I really love working with people, interacting with people in their aren't a whole lot of opportunities for that in uh, any kind of a lab setting. So it has great implications for science and uh, research, but I really, I, I know myself, and I know that I would have uh, really hungered for that interaction. So I uh, pivoted a little bit, and I uh, focused on social science. I majored in sociology, so I love the science of people interacting. (laughs) There's a theme there, I guess. And I parlayed that into uh, law practice, which allows me to interact with people every day and help them uh, really plan for their future and their legacy and their dreams. Uh, so I, I love doing that. I, I, I really enjoy meeting with people, interacting with them, learning about them and their families, watching them grow over generations, and talking about their businesses that they've grown, helping them transfer or transition those businesses to the next generation. It's just so much fun, so uh, that's one part of my life, and the other part that's really important to me is my community engagement, so I just love uh, my philanthropic work. I, I I love uh, kind of rolling up my sleeves and getting down and and helping with the mechanics of a nonprofit organization. So making sure that it's running efficiently and is supporting the mission of each nonprofit that I'm dedicated to and and making sure that our community members have everything that they need to be successful in their own lives. Mm, Shanna,
0: that's such important work. And I see you constantly out there really helping people in all different ways, from children and women and just helping in in all these different ways. And I really love that you're able to do that and how, how much you help. All right, so I'm excited about this, and especially because this podcast episode for our listeners. This came from a conversation that Shanna had at our launch leadership conference uh, this past September. And she was on our leadership panel and she did a phenomenal job, obviously. I mean, you can just hear her voice. She's amazing, wonderful leader. And one of the things she brought up that I thought was super powerful and I knew it would help other leaders was the idea of mindset and really owning your mindset. And you know, as she was talking about it, I'm like, like, we need to talk more about this. And so I asked her to be on this podcast because owning your mindset, especially right now during challenging and just hard, difficult times, things are very uncertain right now. I want to equip people with tools that can help them. And this is definitely a tool that can help you. So, Shanna, could you share a little bit about owning your mindset?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think each one of us really has the power to decide how we're going to approach any given situation. And the context of the um, owning your mindset concept came up in a conversation with one of the attendees at at launch um, who asked, you know, given the the coronavirus pandemic and how it has influenced our work and our life, you know, all of these challenges, how are you still moving forward and how can you be positive um, despite the circumstances? But what I mentioned, and this is something that's been so central, I believe, in my success, is deciding that I'm going to look at challenges as opportunities. So it's a flip in your mindset. Now, of course, it's not, uh, it takes time to develop that. But I am a very analytical person, as I know you are, Allison. And so I looked into this, I read a book called Hardwiring Happiness, um, it's by Rick Hansen, and I, it really resonated with me uh, when he talked about Uh, neuroplasticity so neurons that are triggering and they're active when you have certain experiences or thoughts and they form synapses in your brain so kind of neural pathways think of them like highways in your brain between different experiences so what happens is you can strengthen certain neural pathways if you make up your mind to do so and it's it's just very scientific, and there is a way to do it. So knowing that, I took that information, and I chose to apply it in my own life. Um, and it really transformed the way that I looked at challenges. So um, I was able to transform from looking at a challenge as, oh, this is really hard, and what am I going to do, and, you know, now everything's ruined, to Okay, so how can I use this challenge to pivot and create a better practice, whether it's my law practice or create a better relationship with my boyfriend or, you know, whatever the case may be, what can I learn from this and take from it to grow? So, of course, there are little bumps in the road. Nothing is perfect on that pathway because, of course, it takes time to strengthen those neural pathways. And going back to evolution, you know, there is this negativity bias and our brains are just um, the baseline is a negativity bias. So it does take time and effort to really switch that or flip that script and kind of influence your brain to have a positivity bias. So um, essentially, that's what I what I trained my brain to do. But. Along the way, you know, you have those days where it just didn't work out. And um, I actually did uh, during that process uh, over the course of several years working on this, I did fall into a little bit of anxiety and depression. So um, that is something I had to address through this process. But I came out better on the other side for it because I continued. I was consistent and diligent about using this method to strengthen those neural pathways. And over time, I I got to a place in my life where I'm now able to see a challenge as an opportunity and able to develop a way in which I can uh, benefit from any circumstance in life. It's about focusing on the
0: good, right? Right. Oh, that's so good. Yes, all of that. There's so much in that, Shanna. And so the first thing that I really want to highlight for our listeners is you chose thoughtfully and intentionally to shift your thoughts from a challenge, seeing the challenge to seeing the opportunity. And I think that in itself is a really big point for our listeners. It's if we can start seeing these challenges as opportunities or lessons, right? Like what is the lesson or what is the opportunity in here? You know, there are things that are beyond our control. And the only thing that we have at that time when we're dealing with something that might be hard in our life, difficult in our life is the way that we deal with it right we can't we can't control everything that happens to us externally unfortunately but we can control that internal world and i think that shift that you were able to do and overcome and the fact that you said you know what yeah it was hard it is hard this isn't easy trying to own your mindset isn't easy the reason we do it is so that we can build those neural pathways so it's easier to deal with hard things, right? Because if we can empower ourselves to do that, we'll be able to break through barriers. We'll be able to go through challenges. And, you know, one of the things that I love um, that you have done is you have, you've broken through this, uh, this place where you were an attorney and now you're a shareholder. I mean, that is fantastic. So has your mindset, has working on this really brought you to that next place in your career too?
1: Absolutely. So this is one key thing that I think the, the mindset and owning that mindset is one key thing that has allowed me to uh, launch to that next level of shareholder from uh, attorney to shareholder. So I'm still an attorney, um, but it's really powerful to be a business owner. So that is in the, the field of law practice. Becoming an owner of your firm, whether it's a shareholder or partner, that is really the epitome of success. That's what everyone aims for. That mindset alone was able to uh, allow me to take every setback that I had in my career and flip it so that I could transform it into an opportunity that kept me on that path. And of course the path is never straight. It's all jagged and all over the place, but it kept me on that path over time, relatively upward trajectory, I guess I would say, to achieve my goal of becoming a shareholder. During that process though, I remember going through, I went through a leadership program through the Chamber of Commerce. And it really uh, was a difficult program for me because it challenged me to consider certain aspects of the way that I had been thinking or acting. And uh, it, it challenged me to really identify how those may not be serving my goals. So I had to reflect on that. Um, which is something that you talk about in uh, in your new book, Keep Going. But it's really interesting because I did have to identify in that process um, what was maybe holding me back from achieving my goals. And it was myself. I was holding myself back. The cool thing about that process is once you identify those things that are holding you back, you can address them head on. And once I did that, the opportunity to become a shareholder of my firm very Uh, quickly followed it was shortly thereafter about a year
0: later so it was very very powerful Mm. so Shanna because I know our listeners like specifics was it journaling was it having conversations was it kind of a mixture of all these things like what what were the tools you used in order to help you dig into this what's holding me back question
1: Absolutely. So
0: most of the work that I
1: did was prompted by questions that were posed to us in the class, but the class encouraged us to journal. So I did a lot of work on my own nights and weekends, trying to figure out, really identify what those what those things that were holding me back were. So it was a lot of self-work. Thereafter, it's always great to have a conversation with someone. It's kind of like, um, it allows you to own it. So now it's not just you, but now you're owning that this is what you've been doing to hold yourself back. And to take it a step further, you know, the accountability piece. So I know that you have accountability partners, Allison, as do I. Um, so when I identified certain things that I needed to change, I asked certain people in my life who I trust and to call me out when I am not acting consistently with what I want to change. And so these are people that I trust and they have the best of intentions for me. So I take everything they, they said uh, with, uh, with positivity and as a way to grow. Um, and they know that they're able to be very upfront and honest because they're helping me grow in that way. So a lot of self-work and a lot of accountability, people holding me accountable um, to help keep me on the right path. So, you know, it's not something that uh, any of us are able to do alone, I don't think, unless you're very good at diligence on your own. But I think it, it makes a big difference to tell people what you're trying to accomplish and you know once you speak it out loud that just seems to help get you there a little faster
0: i want to like high five you through the nobody can see us high-fiving but i this is so good yay go shanna you know the thing that i think is so powerful is you did the work for yourself and you identified some areas that you wanted to work on and so that's great in an in and of itself right like the fact that you took time to identify hey here's where i want to work And not that you just focused on things that you were weak at, right? Because you were really, my guess, and and I'm just assuming, but my guess is that you wrote down some goals for yourself. You got really clear about what you wanted in your life, not just in your career, but in your life, right? Because if we can be our best version in all areas of our life, that's fantastic. And it helps us in all areas of our life, right? Did you do that? You wrote down your goals? Absolutely,
1: I did. And now um, my boyfriend and I have a practice every year on January first. Now we sit down and we write goals. So we write couple goals and personal goals, but they're all areas of our life. So it's not only personal between us, but um, they are financial goals, they're uh, professional goals. And we do goal planning and very purposely do that uh, and write it down. Uh, And then we're able to hold each other accountable. But it is a goal planning is huge and you have to do it when we're doing that. Sometimes these goals seem so big and (laughs) that's okay. And we actually break them down into smaller goals. So break the big goal into smaller progress goals, I guess you could call them. And it's amazing to see them come to fruition. So one of our goals this year was, Uh, to get our dog. And so we set that goal on January 1st. We set, we, there were financial components to it. So we figured out what it would cost. We figured out that we needed to put a fence in our yard. uh, So that needed to get done. There were some other house projects, you know, we installed a doggy door. There were, uh, so a lot of the logistical things. um, And then there were, you know, we had to study, we had to find the right breeder. And so there was a whole process. But uh, at the end of July, he came home. and <laughs> so now we have oh, our. Party. Yes. Uh, but that is that's a really simple example, but you can do the same thing with any goal that you have, whether it's professional or personal.
0: Hmm. And that is so powerful. And, you know, even if you're listening to this podcast and perhaps you've been struggling with your mindset for a while, right? Perhaps, you know, I know for a long time I really let my analytical brain take over, which isn't a bad thing. I love that I'm analytical, but it would get to the point where I was really good at looking at everything that could possibly go wrong, which is great because I'm a business owner and I want to make sure that I prepare for everything, but it's not so great when it's holding me back from achieving goals in my life. And so I think, you know, if you want to work towards something, and a goal might be I want to have a positive mindset you know, tracking yourself every day. Like, how am I doing? Rating yourself, doing anything that you can do to just remind yourself that that's where you want to be. I have um, quotes everywhere in my studio where so I can remind myself to stay in that positive uh, frame of mind, and I think that's so important. So one of the things I wanted to touch on, Shanna, and you have so many powerful stories of times when you've been able to positively influence others. And one of the stories that you shared uh, was... When you were advocating for women who had been abused in their relationship, and, you know, I wonder, you know, I, I want you to share ways that you would empower them right now, whether it's words or things that you would do. If you could sit down with those women and really empower them, what would you say? So, perfect. Working with these women
1: was challenging. But I think the thing that was most challenging for them in uh, trying to leave the situation was thinking about everything that they needed to deal with uh, to get out of the situation. So their kids, the roof over their head, their work, you know, all the little things, utilities, cell phones, you know, all the little things that they had to deal with. So what I would tell them today and what I tried to help them with at the time was to say, and you say this as well, what's the next best step? Take that first step, just take it. And that first step when I was working with them was filing papers. So whether that's for a restraining order to make sure that them and their family are safe and their abuser cannot come within 200 yards of them or whatever the case may be, or their workplace, well, that takes care of some safety issues. And then they can focus on other things once the safety issues are off the table. Or maybe the, the first, uh, you know, the next best step is to uh, file the divorce papers so that they can start on that path to an independent life. And so maybe, you know, it's not so much uh, physical abuse as it is emotional abuse, but they need to get take themselves, remove themselves from the situation. And filing those papers was that first step. So it was so powerful working with these people to help them take that step. And once they took that one step, it was just multiplied. So then it was like they were running from there. So it's just that first step and it's scary, but uh, taking that first step is so powerful. And I think that can be applied to a lot of challenges that we have in life. And I think it can be applied to a lot of circumstances, whether it's domestic violence or something, you know, that could be perceived as less severe. Um, So, you know, anything that you're trying to achieve, just take that little baby step. And before you know, you'll be running.
0: Mm, that's so good. And I think that is sometimes the first step is the scariest, right? It's like that first like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this. I'm so scared and I don't know if I can and I don't know. And just really trusting yourself and your power and owning that is really important. So I was just reading a study, Shanna, about women in the workplace in 2020 uh, that lean in, put out. And um, women have been they've been hit hard by COVID. I mean, especially women in the workplace, because now many of them are trying to juggle, you know, being at home with kids, plus working, plus trying to to do it all, right? And so, and many of them feel burned out. They're trying to be always on if they're working from home, like they haven't perhaps they don't have those boundaries. Like, you know, if you have an office um, and they're feeling stressed out. And, you know, I think owning your mindset is really important to this. Uh, And so if you were going to talk to perhaps a woman who is just like at the end of her rope, what would you say to her?
1: I think I would tell her to flip the script from burnout to, wow, how lucky am I that I have this family, that I have these jobs. I have everything. And I'm going to do my very best. And it's not going to be perfect. But how lucky that this is my life. Um, I think it's really helpful to remember that hopefully you've built a life that you love, and that you are so grateful for every piece of it even on those difficult days. So, you know, sometimes my dog can be really difficult and, you know, he just loves the snow and, you know, he'll go outside and just be leaping through the snow and loves it, but comes in and he's all dirty. And gosh, it it really makes a big mess for me. But I have to remind myself when I'm frustrated by that, how much I love him and that I'm so grateful that he is in our lives. So in any case, that's, I think it's about that mindset.
0: How do you want to look at it and how grateful you are for everything that you've achieved? Mm, that's so good. And I, you know, as you're saying that, you know, one practice people might want to consider is writing down the, what they're grateful for each day. Just to, and it's little things. It's not just always, you know, perhaps people in your life, but just little things. Like I had a warm cup of coffee today. I have a roof over my head. I'm warm. I have clothes. I mean, because, you know, a lot of times we take things like this for granted when there are people in this world that don't have those things, unfortunately, and every single day that we wake up is, is a blessing, right? Every single day that we are here is, we should be grateful, and I think that's awesome. So I am so excited about all the things uh, that you talked about, but I have to ask you the question, uh, what are the two things in your life that have launched you to the next level?
1: So one was, you know, train your brain to perceive those challenges as opportunities, strengthen those neural pathways. And the second one is keep going, as in your book. Um, In my life, I've read the uh, University of Scranton study about how only 8% of people who set goals actually achieve them. So I've, I've always told myself, be in the 8%. And then when I read your book, I was thinking, oh, well, I could be a champion, be in the 1%. So don't only achieve those goals, but really do well and be a champion, go to the next level. So be in the 8% or be in the 1%. But in any case, zealously pursue your goals and continue on that pathway and be consistent about it and zealous. I think that's really, those those are my two things that I have employed to launch to the next level.
0: That's fantastic, Shanna. Oh my gosh. Zealously pursue your goals. Fantastic. That is your quote. I'm going to put that on your episode. Fantastic. Okay, so uh, one other question that I forgot to ask you was, what is your main passion or purpose in life? Well, my main passion and
1: purpose is working with individuals and families. Uh, to determine what their goals are for their future and create that plan for them uh, to make sure that they can pass on their legacy. So it's, it's really about their legacy, not just the tangible items that they have created over time, but how they wanna be remembered. And so I found that when I'm able to accomplish that, then I uh, provide people with peace of mind. And man, that is such a valuable thing to have, peace of mind. Uh, You can really focus on, on other things in your life if you have peace of mind in this area.
0: Then, mm. especially knowing that things are taken care of. So I thank you so much, Shanna. How do people get a hold of you? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn or Facebook. You can also email
1: me. So my email address, I'm sure Allison can put in the show notes. And you're also welcome to call us at our law
0: firm. Fantastic. Thank you, Shanna, so much for sharing your awesomeness with the launch listeners today. You did fantastic. And I'm sure that everybody got so much out of this episode. And to our launch listeners, thank you you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Thank you for listening to the launch podcast. I'm Allison Little and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com.